the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome, welcome to the show. You know I love this month of July because, of course, we celebrate America's independence. But we, the entire month, celebrate the Americans with Disabilities Act and say happy birthday, ADA, the entire month. And that is why every July we try to bring people that you know well or people who are in the nation's spotlight that are working hard to help Americans with disabilities. And today it is my honor to have, first of all, an old friend of mine, a friend to all Americans with disabilities. This man, John Bollinger, has spent his entire life working to help veterans with disabilities achieve that dream of quality of life. He is a wonderful person. He is the real deal. Let me tell you that right now. He is a great leader in America. Welcome to the show, John Bollinger. Thank you, Joyce. It's uh, wonderful to to be on your show. I greatly appreciate it. Well, it's wonderful to have you, and as I, you noticed, you heard me say, old friend. I have known John for almost 10 years because I first met him when I was on the executive board of the President's Committee on Employment of People with Disabilities during the Clinton administration when Tony Quello was the chair of the board. And what meetings those were, isn't that right, John? That's for sure. We we go back a few years with yes, that uh, committee, Joyce. Yes, we do. Well, a question I'd like to ask you first, John, uh, for all of our listeners, is what made you decide to become an advocate? Because there are many people mm-hmm. who have a disability, as you well know, John. I have epilepsy and a hearing loss. But not everyone says, okay, now I want to do something about this. Sure. What sure. made you decide to become an advocate? Well, I guess speaking of going back a few years, in my case it certainly was a few, I'm not, I, I, I can't tell you that it was a conscious decision. There wasn't uh, a moment in time, I think, where, where I made the decision that I'm going to be an advocate. I think it evolved a bit. And uh, over the course of my professional career, I kind of looked at the world of disability through two pairs of glasses. One is the disabled veteran, and secondly, I looked at it as a person with disability. After my spinal cord injury in 1969 when I was with the Navy, I came home to a a very torn country. Uh, Lots going on back then in terms of our involvement in Vietnam and all of that. And I wanted to help veterans, and one of the ways I thought I could do that most effectively would be through the government and through the Department of Veterans Affairs. And uh, I spent a number of years as a veterans benefits counselor in that role. I helped veterans and their families with a wide variety of benefits, housing, insurance, health care, home loan guarantees, all of those kinds of things. And during that period of time in the 70s, the disability movement also began growing. And it didn't take me long to realize, and I'm sure a lot of us realize, that at the end of the day, many of the issues facing disabled veterans are the same issues that face, that, that are 
faced by all people with disabilities, whether it's accessibility to quality health care, whether you use the VA health care system or whether you're using the private sector, um, whether it's accessibility to the physical environment, whether you're going to vote and, and you use a wheelchair and you can't get up a step into the polling place, or whether you're flying on an airplane, commercial aircraft, uh, whether you're boarding a bus, using public housing, uh, national parks and recreation facilities, all these kinds of things, including employment opportunities without fear of discrimination, are the kinds of things that affect all people with disabilities, whether you're a veteran or whether you're not a veteran. And uh, I guess the short answer to your to your question is that um, early on I just felt very strongly that the level playing field needed to be there. And uh, my career path started out with the veterans community, and uh, but I got involved very quickly as an advocate for all people with disabilities, and I'm very glad I've had that opportunity over the years. And certainly working with you, Joyce, has been a, uh, a high point, and I congratulate Defender Consulting for all the good work you've done to help. Well, thank you, but I'll tell you what, this is one thing where we need to work together. I'll tell you, if ever there was a time that, let me tell you what, folks, we cannot afford to be a group that is fragmented. We, no, we have can't. to work together. And you know, Joyce, it's surprising Sometimes we we are unable to work together, and it really, uh, you know, when we see those kinds of things happening, because some disability groups have different opinions of the way things should be done than other disability groups, and I think the more that we can circle the wagons and come to agreement, and where we have to compromise and we have to compromise, but we've got to work together to get the job done, and there's some areas such as employment that, you know, discrimination, we should have zero tolerance for that. And I think when we all work together, we can make things happen. I agree with you. I agree with you. Here we are, a group of people with this astronomically high unemployment rate, and why would we not, it doesn't matter what your views are on different issues, why would we not all work together? That is why, you know, I am so honored to work with John and to be on the board of the American Association for People with Disabilities because AAPD really is a cross-disability organization, and I, I think that's the message that we're always trying to get across. We don't have time to fight. No. I mean, you know, we're, we're in trouble. We, we need to work together. No, it's and, counterproductive, and when you, when you look down the statistics at different groups, uh, for example, I, as you know, I, I worked for years with the Paralyzed Veterans of America, and that membership has over an 80% unemployable uh, unemployment rating, and that's just unacceptable. Uh, veterans who are rated 60% service-connected or higher, or a mere 27% of them are gainfully employed. That, that just shouldn't be, and it, it doesn't have to be. And, uh, again, I think... Uh, if we all work together towards improving those those dismal statistics, uh, the better off we'll all be, and the better off our country will be. Yes, agreed. And, you know, when you're listening to the show, remember, you know, you can't get to the place where we're in so much trouble 
that you're almost fighting for your life. We've got to work together now. That's one thing I will tell you about Justin Dart that, you know, that we all need to learn is that it's so much better if we all come to the table. Uh, as he would say, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, it just matters that you vote. No, and he was very successful there. I think Justin yes. Dart was the model that uh, that we should all follow. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, uh, John, it's so great now I get to w- work with you again. As John mentioned, he was one of the key leaders running Paralyzed Veterans of America for years. And now we're so honored that he is working uh, as a consultant with us at the American Association of People with Disabilities. Do you want to talk about that for a minute, John? Well, I'm, uh, for the years that I worked at Paralyzed Veterans, it was always uh, an honor, and I always looked forward to working with uh, the American Association of People with Disabilities. They're, they're perhaps the most prominent cross-disability organization in the United States. I think they have close to 130,000 members across the country. Uh, They're highly respected and very influential up on Capitol Hill. And I think they have a a reputation as an organization that really, and this is kind of the bottom line for me, they successfully cultivate emerging leaders with disabilities, and they have a number of ongoing programs that reach out to this population. This is so important. again to the individuals themselves and to and to our society as a whole to get these people involved um aapd's been a leader in the public policy to integrate people with disabilities into the mainstream and i think as their part of their mission statement says they're they're really dedicated to ensuring economic self-sufficiency and and political empowerment for I get, you know, over 56 million Americans with disabilities that live in this country today. So uh, it's quite an organization, and I'm very proud to uh, to be associated with them. Me too. So am I. I am very honored to be involved with them. And I'm working with John on a program called the Value Program. John, do you want to talk about that? Sure. I'm. I like you, Joyce. I'm real excited about the uh, VALUE program. Um, it's an acronym and uh, stands for Veterans Advocacy Leadership Unity and Empowerment. And uh, AAPD asked me to help develop the program to assist disabled soldiers and veterans from Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan to become leaders in their communities and in business and in public service and to help maximize opportunities for suitable employment, and uh, I'm again I'd, working with you, Joyce. Uh, uh, it'll be a real honor and a privilege to get this program up off the ground because there's so much potential here, and there's so much we can do to help identify the strengths of this population, and not only help them by putting them back to work in leadership positions, whether it be and a career track or whether it be a uh, uh, an advocate in the community for disability rights, those kinds of things. It not only helps them, but it's going to help their community. It's going to help their peers. They can be role models. And I think this, uh, I just can't tell you how excited I am about the program because uh, I think it's going to do a heck of a lot of good for a lot of people. Uh, and so do I. And just so you know this, so many people you know, don't realize how many 
thousands of people are coming back from Iraq and also from prior to the Afghanistan with various disabilities. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It is unacceptable. Well, unacceptable is, for mm-hmm. them to come back and not have employment. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, in my mind, anyway, there's, you know, other than people need to have quality health care, I think we'd all agree that without quality health care, a lot of these other things are impossible. Having said that, I don't think there's any more important mission, uh, especially during time of war, um, than enabling our newly injured veterans and active duty personnel with disabilities to achieve the very highest quality of life that we can. And I think uh, giving them leadership opportunities and access to suitable employment is perhaps you know, one of the greatest gifts we can provide. And we will be working together. Bender Consulting Services with John at AAPD on this program. And, John, what are some of the things that you're going to be working on on your end from the advocacy part? Okay. Um, Just in general, the program envisions bringing uh, 20 uh, disabled soldiers or veterans because we haven't, uh, we want to make sure that uh, just because someone's on active duty, uh, they're still able to participate in this program just like uh, the men and women who have been actually separated from active duty. So I'll talk about soldiers and veterans. Uh, we want to bring 20 uh, of these disabled individuals to Washington, and we envision having two programs for them. One would be the employment path, which Bender Consulting would be uh, behind and, uh, and pretty much operate. The other part would be the advocacy path, which I'm putting together, and will help those that uh, want to be interested in being policy leaders in their communities obtain leadership positions. And we will talk more about that when we come back, but right now we're going to break. If you just joined us, we have John Bollinger, the program manager at the American Association of People with Disabilities, on this tremendous new program, the Value Program. We'll be right back with him. You're listening to America's Voice with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Hosting Commander in Change, Empowerment Coach, and International Speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most 
recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back if you just joined us. We are talking to John Bollinger, the program manager of the American Association of People with Disabilities. And as you know, we send out a lot of PR prior to the show, so we always receive uh, questions from our listeners, email questions. And, John, we have a question mm-hmm. for you here from a Ted from Delaware mm-hmm. saying, John, thank you very much for the work you're doing helping veterans with disabilities. I think this is so important. People don't realize what they have given to this country, and I feel they deserve so much back. The work you're doing now, will you be talking about this nationally, going to different conferences? How will you be getting the news out? Yes, we absolutely will be. Every chance we get, and certainly through conferences that AAPD uh, speaks out, of which there are many, uh, I'm sure Bender Consulting will be doing the same, and all the opportunities that I have uh, will be getting the word out through newsletters in a variety of ways. So. I'm sure things will be pretty well covered there. Further, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs and the Department of Labor both know of these programs as well as a lot of our other partners, uh, U.S. Paralympics, the uh, U.S. Disabled Sports, uh, Wounded Warriors Program, uh, a number of the veteran service organizations are all aware of the value program and will be getting, it, getting that information out to their members. So I'm, I, I feel confident we're covered there. That's and we will we will get it out everywhere so that everyone knows what the value program is. As a matter of fact, when you're listening to the show today, you know, tell everyone, anyone that AAPD again www.aap.com will be working with Bender on this value program to help veterans with disabilities, you know, returning from the war. And one thing you can do 
is you can make a contribution. You can send a check to AAPD uh, and specifically designate that you want it to be for the VALUE program. And you can tell other people about it because, you know, one person can make a difference and that one person can be you that makes the difference. So, John, if someone does want to make a donation to the VALUE program at AAPD, how would they do that? Well, I think there are a couple of ways. Probably the easiest way there is to go on their website, uh, aapd-dc.org, aapd-dc.org. And when you get onto their website, there is a very conspicuous little block that, that one would click on. Uh, in order to donate. Uh, the other way to do it would be to call their toll-free number, which is 1-800-840-8844. That's 1-800-840-8844, and someone there will answer, and, and you just tell them that uh, you want to contribute to the value program. Okay, you better do that. Take time to do that. We have a Matt from New York City. Uh, the question is, John, in reference to coming back from the war and having a spinal cord injury or some devastating disability, how do you manage to inspire that person to continue on when they feel their life is over? Well, I think, first of all, looking at it from the veteran's point of view, uh, it's a first of all, it's a very personal thing, and it'll change from person to person. But I think... I think the most important thing, and I was certainly fortunate to have this in my case when I came home um, back to Bethesda Naval Hospital with my spinal cord injury, is to have the uh, the support of the support of those around you, and I'm, you know, including family, friends, uh, certainly the rehab team that are all behind you to let you know that that there is a positive future ahead of you. And there's a lot of things that can be done, and there are a lot of role models to look to uh, in case you don't believe that. And uh, uh, I'm sure that a lot of these folks that are at Walter Reed and Bethesda now and at the VA polytrauma centers are getting that support. Uh, it's out there, and uh, people just need to know that, um, you know, the first reaction is sometimes it's almost denial. You know, I want to go back to my unit my unit in Iraq. I want to be able to defend my country. And um, then slowly but surely, if, if this is an impossibility, if, if the disability is severe, uh, one starts to think about research and other things. Well, you know, maybe medical science will be able to solve my problem. And in some cases, perhaps it can. Uh, in other cases, people will get on with their lives. They'll, be, they'll start looking for employment opportunities. And I can't emphasize enough how important it is to early on um, get employment on the radar screen of these young men and women because we know from experience that that the longer an individual goes uh, without thinking about employment or or even worse saying you know I'm too disabled to work I can't do that the longer it goes the more likely that's actually going to happen. And I think it's important for all of us to remember that early intervention is very important. And we need to let folks know, we need to encourage them that that uh, 
There are employment opportunities out there. There are good career opportunities. And Joyce, you know, you know probably better than I do that that there are employers out there that are ready and willing to hire people with disabilities, whether they be physical or mental health problems, or whether they be moderate or severe. There's a place for everyone to go back to work to contribute to society, and uh, and it's also a self-esteem thing. I think people that are able to work do have a better self-esteem and feel better about themselves. So I would encourage anyone, any family member, any friend who's who's with a person with a new injury to be optimistic with them, at the same time to be realistic, but to make sure that that employment is on their radar screen. Yeah, and you know what? I you know, I can hear Tony Quello speaking when he says after someone says your name, what is the next question? And that question is what do you do? Mhm. This is why John is so right about this. You know, one of the questions I had John is I can't imagine what this does to someone to be in a war, you know, fighting for us, fighting for this country and then come back here and have to fight to gain employment. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, depending on who's counting, uh, there have been, in, in, if you listen to the DOD, over 26,000 uh, men and women wounded in action as the result of, of the two conflicts. Um, the VA will tell you that they have over 60,000 because a lot of those are the result of disability claims, so that they have a higher number. Um, there have been probably, well, there will be an estimated hundreds of thousands of of men and women with with traumatic brain injury, with PTSD, as yet unidentified. I mean, some of these folks haven't even even been diagnosed, but these are going to be individuals that are going to be in the healthcare queue at the military hospitals and at VA, and uh, it's. I would say that if there's any group of people that that neither the the military nor the VA had prepared for. It's this very very large group that uh, are that represent what they call the signature disabilities of Iraq and Afghanistan, which are the the TBI, the PTSD, and the polytrauma cases that include a combination of severe physical and mental trauma. Oh, and you mean you know that is just. War is terrible, and it does things to people. And you can't imagine another thing, traumatic brain injury. You know what goes with that a lot of times? Epilepsy. Sure. So, you know, there are so many things that happen, but, you know, when you come back, you need employment. That is why, as an American, you should be behind this. You should be supportive of this because, as I said, we can't ask someone to go fight for our country and then come back here and have to fight for employment. Right. That is not right. right. That is just absolutely wrong. Right. And and there's some, you know, there's some individuals with disabilities that are going to probably be able to find employment opportunities without too much difficulty. The thing that worries me the most are those with with the severe disabilities and especially the uh the mental health issues. You know, when you look at the, the grand scheme of things um, and you compare this to other wars like Vietnam, the physical disabilities 
fortunately, are are relatively uh, low compared to some of these other other conflicts that we've had over the years. The scary part is the mental health and neurological issues that that we don't even know about at this point. That that that's what worries me the most because when you look at all the people, they say that you know a lot of uh, I think it's over sixty five percent of the disabilities that are coming back now are blast-related with these uh, uh, roadside bombs and rocket-propelled grenades and those kinds of things. And people now, um, you know, there's there's a good news, bad news thing here. Uh, first of all, uh, the ratio of people that that are living now after after uh, uh, an explosion like this for is 16 to 1. In other words, there's 16 people staying alive for every death in Vietnam. It was 3 to 1, three people staying alive for every death. And and what's happening here is that the the people on the battlefield, the medics and the hospital systems are set up, they're so sophisticated that they're being able to save people's lives, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The result of that is that a lot of people that have traumatic brain injury that might have died in Vietnam are living today, and we need to help these folks, and we need to help them in a lot of different ways through health care and through employment. Interesting. If you would add those numbers of people that have survived that would not have survived, boy, it'd be terrible. we'd be soon be getting close in a not too distant future to Vietnam. That's oh, terrible. You're absolutely We've got to help these soldiers. Mm-hmm. Listen, we are talking to John Bollinger, your friend, a friend of all Americans with disabilities and really working hard for veterans with disabilities on voiceamerica.com. We're at Voice America. Disability does matter. This is Joyce Bender. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. 
What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And here we are celebrating... The signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act month, which of course the actual day is July 26th, but we celebrate the entire month by having civil rights leaders or people on this show who are making a difference like John Bollinger, who is the program manager of the American Association of People with Disabilities, working on the VALUE program, a program that will lead to employment and leadership for Americans with significant disabilities. John, I know you've visited Walter Reed Hospital many times. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go there, I mean, how are the soldiers adjusting to waking up? You know, one day here you are out there fighting for this country. The next day you wake up and you're an amputee or have a spinal cord injury. You know, how are they adjusting? And in addition, who is there to provide them with guidance? I'm not meaning medical, I'm meaning that there's still hope. Sure, sure. Well, as far as who's there, most of the veteran service organizations have staff that work with these individuals, uh, tell them all about their VA benefits, uh, tell them all about the health care that they can expect to receive at VA, uh, talk about things like prosthetics devices. There have been some incredible improvements in assistive technology for a number of the disabilities that that people are coming home with. Um, so you know between and and you know Joyce the uh, obviously Walter Reed and and some of the other hospitals uh, were in the news several months ago and these are issues that uh, that are just plain unacceptable uh, for the young men and women that have served our country overseas and and we need to make sure our leadership our our country needs to make sure that these kinds of things don't continue. And I think, I think, uh, you know, the, the uh, military has taken steps to correct some of the things that have gone wrong. But the rest of us can, can play a role here, too, and that's to support the organizations that do help them, whether it be the Disabled American Veterans, Paralyzed Veterans of America, the Wounded Warrior Project, the American Legion, the VFW, all of these organizations help those individuals in need at the hospitals, uh, whether they be at places like Walter Reed or Bethesda, or whether they be at the uh, VA hospitals back in their communities. Uh, those folks are there to help and can often be real advocates when, when working on claims or working to access health care, those types of things. And, and families and individuals uh, with disabilities uh, should be sure to call upon them to help because they they really do play a vital role in the in the grand scheme of things. Yes, 
And, you know, I just want to mention I have hired uh, a soldier from Iraq who we hired a vendor and who's working in the computer area um, who does not have a visible disability but does have post-traumatic stress disorder and other disabilities. And no matter what your disability is, there's anything wrong with getting assistance and help. True. No matter what. But, Absolutely. You know, that disability is also a significant disability. Um, but I would just tell you, you know, these are people already schooled and trained in, you know, overcoming problems and obstacles and problem solving and discipline. I mean, you just can't get a better employee. That's right. my, that is my opinion. Yeah, you, you, know, you mentioned Joyce that uh, sometimes people are afraid to to say they have they think they may have a problem, and that's especially true with with those that are still serving on active duty because you know historically if you go to your superior and you say I think I have um, you know a mental health problem of some kind, the chances of your career uh, taking off from that point aren't real good. And I think the military is looking at that a little bit differently these days and understanding that these problems are real and trying to get these individuals treatment again. Early intervention is essential. And the sooner these folks can have their disabilities diagnosed properly and treatment can be administered as soon as possible, the better chances of a positive recovery. And uh, that's, that's so, so important. Yes, it is. And what we've been talking about off and on are these traumatic brain injuries, which also means epilepsy and other related disabilities. But once again, what I wanted to talk about for a moment is to remember when you are hiring a veteran with a disability that that is a significant disability, and that person also needs help, just as someone with that is in a wheelchair. Would you agree true. with that, John? Uh, absolutely true, absolutely true. And again, you know, with so many physical disabilities, an employer sees what he's getting. Uh, with some of these uh, disabilities that aren't visible, there's always a question. And, and in some cases, for example, traumatic brain injury is a good example of that. You know, one can have mild TBI uh, for a short while. Ten years from now, that might be a lot worse condition. And uh, so... We just don't know how these, a lot of this is unchartered territory. And you talk to some of the best doctors across the country in the military and VA healthcare systems and in the private sector. And this is the first time, really, that we're getting so many people with traumatic brain injury that we can do evidence-based medicine to treat them. Uh, you know, prior to this, they're just, it, they haven't, there haven't been that many, certainly from, from, uh, wartime conflicts. Right. Yes, there have not been that many. And as a matter of fact, I was reading one of your testimonies, John, and you had talked about how after World War II that at times people only lived a few months even with a spinal cord injury. Is that correct? That's, that's absolutely right. It was, and that's what, you know, it's been 60 years now or a little over 60 years and uh, back it, during World War II, a spinal cord injury person generally didn't live because of secondary conditions, infections, and that sort of thing. With the advent of antibiotics, 
the whole world changed for someone with a spinal cord injury, and they were able to, as we know now, live normal lifespans and participate in life uh, pretty much like everyone else. And why I'm bringing that up is in the Vietnam War, you know, we did not have the technology we have today. So, so many people died, you know, they, they were, whether it was a traumatic brain injury, no matter what it was, so many people died. But now, with our technology and even the, um, you know, the, the outfits that you're able to wear to protect you, mm-hmm. so many things have changed that more people are living, but with that, more people living, they also still have disabilities. Absolutely. And that's why we have so many more disabilities in relation to the number of people that that have died. And, uh, you know, medical science and the technology that they're using is so much more advanced than it used to be. And, uh, you know, the encouraging thing there is that we can only hope it will continue to get better. And I know in the case of spinal cord injury, there's a lot of research being done now in the, in the area of regeneration. And someday they're going to find the answer. And uh, when that happens, that's going to be an incredible thing for the people that uh, that suffer from paralysis now. It's going to be an incredible thing for them. It's going to be an incredible thing from our, for our country, just speaking in economic terms. So it's uh, you know, these kinds of advances are, are critical, and we should do everything we can to support them. Yes. And, you know, again, AAPD... If you want to make a contribution, how do you do that, John? Uh, well, the website is aapd-dc.org. There's a place on that site where you can click to donate. The toll-free number is 1-800-840-8844. And their headquarters is here in Washington, D.C. And as I say, it's, a, it's really been a, a privilege and a pleasure for me to work with AAPD and with Bender Consulting on this project it's uh it's um, been a labor of love for me and uh you know my hope is that it'll expand and become nationwide and it'll do some good things for a lot of people yes and you know i feel exactly the same way it is an honor for me to work with aapd and john and as i mentioned earlier i've known john bolliger since i was on the executive board of the president's committee with him and you know what Way back from that day, guess what we were talking about? (laughs) The employment of veterans with disabilities and the astronomical unemployment rate for people who had disabilities and paralyzed veterans. Unfortunately, folks, that's got to change. So, you know, maybe what we need to start saying with this program is if you value a veteran, do something about it. You know, it's talk is so cheap, but you know what? Where the rubber meets the road is employment. Right. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's why I always tell people, quit telling us how nice we are and hire someone. Yeah. Right, John? Exactly. And I was just, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, we all, this is the month of the ADA, July 26th. We'll celebrate another anniversary. And oftentimes we don't, we don't think about veterans. Uh, in the context of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And uh, veterans are people with disabilities, too, is what I would say. And we need to make sure that uh, that Title I of that great landmark 
legislation uh, is something that applies to everyone across this great country as far as employment is concerned. And and uh, I think we owe it to everyone to uh, maximize opportunities for employment. But when I think about the young men and women, and sometimes they're not so young anymore with the National Guard and, and the Reserve serving overseas, but when I think about what they've done for the country, both in terms of the sacrifices they've made personally and the sacrifices that their families are made, you know, what better way, what better gift can we give them than to have access and opportunities for employment when they come home? Um, it's just such an important part of life. And, and uh, you know, when you speak of quality of life, that's got to be one of the strongest components of that whole that whole uh, concept. Absolutely. And, you know, if you just tuned in, first of all, you better tell all your friends to go back and listen to this show because you know all these shows are archived on BenderConsult.com but also on VoiceAmerica.com. Go back, tell everyone to go back and listen to this so you too can spread the news about the value program. You're listening to John Bollinger, my guest on Disability Matters with Joyce Bender, the show to hear on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most 
recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And happy birthday, ADA. This is happy birthday, ADA month. And that's why our guest right now is John Bollinger, who is the program manager at the American Association of People with Disabilities and working on the value program for veterans with disabilities. Such a great program. So, John, what is your personal dream for the value program? Well, um Having said as much as I have about it so far this hour, I don't want to belabor the uh, all the details anymore except to say that I guess my dream would be that that it'll go nationwide, people on sort of a macro level, uh, the general public, including employers or policymakers, uh, leaders in the communities will be aware of the value program and most importantly aware of the people that graduate from the value program so that they can be they can create their own legacies and they can be role models for the people that come after them uh, that would be my dream I, th- I think that you know it's obviously going to benefit the individuals but I, th- I think much broader than that much grander than that will be the the very positive impact it'll have on communities across the country and nationally, when we think in terms of, uh, of of policymakers and leaders who have the ability to to hire people, and uh, that'll be a wonderful thing if it if it if it can get there. And I feel very very confident with with the horsepower at AAPD and certainly at Bender Consulting that this is going to happen. Yes, and I just want to say, if you are a veteran. With a disability seeking employment, you've got to get in touch with us. You can reach John at either aapd.com. You can reach me, jbender, at benderconsult.com. Or if you know of a veteran with a disability, once again, jbender at benderconsult.com. Or John Bollinger, what is your email address there, John? Uh, jcbollinger at gmail.com. And... Get in touch with us because we'll help you. You know, if you're listening to this show, get in touch with us. We'll see what we can do to help you out. I can't stress to you enough how important this program is. Value a veteran, and you should. But as I've said before, you can't fight for this country and come back and fight for employment. That is just not right. John, you have done so many great things in your life that I don't know how you're going to ever answer this next question, but these next two questions I ask all of our listen, our guests for the past three years. At this time of your life, what, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? What are you proudest of? Well, uh, to be honest, 
and I don't mean to avoid your question, but I think it's a, a blend of things. Uh, I've had a, I've really been fortunate throughout my career to be in positions that I can, I can affect um, people's access to good health care, uh, to the benefits that our government provides for disabled veterans, especially because that's the career I had for so many years. Um, you know, we talked when the ADA was passed uh, back in 1990. We talked about how important it was for us to promote voluntary compliance so that a lot of these things wouldn't end up in courts. And, you know, looking back over the years, I think that we've been successful to a large degree. Uh, obviously, some of these cases have ended up in courts of law. And I guess... Um, without sounding uh, like a someone who loves litigation, I guess if I were to to pinpoint some accomplishments, it would be the positive results that we've had in some of these court cases that have interpreted the law the way we believed it should have been in the first place. And I think throughout the country, obviously, there have been some setbacks, uh, but for the most part, the ones that... Uh, that I've been involved with at PVA, we had good results, and and once precedent has been set, I think uh, this is going to bode well for the future for for the men and women of this country that have disabilities. Yes, and I'll tell you what, there have been setbacks, and that is why I've got to tell you, um, AAPD so involved with so many great things, like the ADA Restoration Act. You know, I know the new chairperson of the board is Cheryl Sensenbrenner, and here is a woman. She's just she's going to be on the show. She's going to be on our show, I think, next week. She is so dedicated to helping people with disabilities, and she's just a fireball. Yeah, AAPD is very fortunate that she's going to take that role because she is a strong advocate, uh, articulate spokeswoman, and, and will really advance the cause. Oh, she will. Yeah, I mean, I I really believe that she will, and but, but you know, and Helen Roth is fantastic. But and then, then we are so lucky to have Andy Imperato as the CEO. So I mean, so many people have been involved. But just as John was talking, it made me think of the ADA Restoration Act that Congressman Sensenbrenner, Cheryl's husband, uh, was involved with with Steny Hoyer, and behind the scenes, of course, who's involved, Tony Quello, and. You know, that's because when you're really passionate about something, you never stop. Mm-hmm. It never ends. You never stop. And that's how John is about the helping veterans with significant disabilities. Right. John, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Okay, well, I guess, you know, the track record has showed us that that uh, yeah, the statistics that we've seen right now for disabled individuals, whether they be veterans or non-veterans, are not very good. They're not statistics that we want to live with for very long, and they certainly don't bode well for the men and women who've experienced severe physical or mental trauma as a result of Iraq or Afghanistan. I think the economic consequences on society as a whole, as well as the individual human costs, are tremendous. And they'll continue to increase as hundreds of thousands of men and women leave the military over the next five to ten years. So I think it's critical. You talk about 
circling the wagons and us getting behind things as a team choice. Uh, it's critical that we support programs like Value because there's where the solutions are going to be. We're, we're going to start, start small, but we're going to expand this to something that really has clout and is really going to make a future in the lives of people with disabilities. And I agree with that, and we end every show with a quote from a great civil rights leader, and today that quote is from John Bollinger, who when giving testimony, talking about veterans with disabilities, said, overcoming obstacles and challenges is nothing new. It is a fact of life all of our members live with on a daily basis. How true that is. That's why if you need problem solvers, we already have that skill built right in. You've been listening to Joyce Fender. John, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Joyce. Don't forget the value program. Don't forget. Go to AAPD.com. Joyce Fender, America's Voice on VoiceAmerica.com. See you next week while we celebrate the ADA. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.